Backlam City was a bustling metropolis, our nation's utopia and land of sin. After the civil war between Kuatan and Arabin had ended, the water supply itself was poison creating mutant kind. Heroes and villains took to the world, and the people caught between were in a bind. Mackenzie Cole gave a speech at this time. He said should you live in fear of what they can do we should begin separating them as species, and it rhyme. He said I've regulated country funds, yes I've stolen millions, but given it back to you the people. A man in thick black armor wearing a red visor hooked into a gas mask approached a new steeple. Mackenzie continued atop his podium these are the redemptive knights the sword of vindication. He continued the tormentor army with much conviction it was his first and last proclamation. He stamped down a foot no more fear as the crowd began to cheer. fired and all hell broke loose that's when the war for our survival had tightened in a rope like news chapter 116 years three months ago 
After the war, things didn't get better. Rioting rape were commonplace. As the government caved in, it was an anarchic disgrace. The conclave, a council of 14 diplomats, took the four. Mackenzie was old but ambitious. This is a tale of how he came into power. But first we go before. When I was 13, tormentors were a secret faction. After they killed my family, I was called to join them. There could be no inaction. My name is Martin Reyes, this is my story. How I became shrapnel losing my love in this city was gory. Six of us teens were loaded in crates like precious cargo. I was 16 then, now I'm 32 as the story go. I watched the others cry lament their fate. But there was one here. As I lit my cigar that face was full of hate. I moved up to the other teen he said. You know where? They're forcing us to go right. I took a drag and said no choice. You want a light? I toyed Reyes right. I'm Lancet don't tell the others but you're alright. We were trying not to show our emotions sharing a look of understanding in this crate there was no light. Until the doors swung open, and there he was stood. Our instructor Garkin Larad. He shouted outright quit your yap and come enter the veil. I asked about the veil I said from what does that name entail. The veil is an auspicious place. After you enter you give your names no longer members of the human race. You became an angel something more. Lord Stigma watches the training him you don't bore. As we were led across the rampway by our escort, the armed guards held guns to our backs a lovely cohort. The hateful teen's eyes pierced the sky. As he said kill, or be killed I owe it to them I cannot die. I finished my cigar, and went to flick, when from behind my backside it was a kick. Don't let a here boy stigma you don't want him to know. He's asked you to climb the stairway you and this Irvine he will show. Chapter 2 Stigma Chamber of Sight I climbed the metal staircase. The silver light glinted through mural-like stained glass windows reflecting at the base. Each stair I climbed I felt their righteous fury as I saw murals to Cain. He way back when had ripped out his own heart to save a corrupt world history was insane. Garkin Larud's armor glinted ever so slightly. I saw his fist clench and zeal tightly. My tan skin had felt perspiration. As on the 18th step I climbed in desperation. My shaved head and back then and tattooed skin. My back then and muscled frame had asked what is a Lord Stigma. Garkin shot back a glare air. Don't be asking of the Lord Yah. Stigma sat upon a white celestial chair, betwixt the library. Floating tarot cards flickered about him as he grinned slyly. His voice held melancholic pain as in an elder tone he said are the wild card. History repeats pause then continued come boy pull up the chair don't make this hard. As I drew closer I felt my vision fade to black. Then I woke up as I heard Gark and Larud shout were under attack. Push down the memories inside you with great fire. Push down the memories inside you lest you down the memories with great fire. I looked at my hands as they were black and armored and I covered in another's blood. Memories of years came back in a flood. I look around realize it was an echo of the past. Just how many more must I kill when is the last? I had killed mutants men women. Children all of this without compunction. As a servant of stigma this was my function. I thought back to Irvine through the years. He who had always told me to snap back quit being a zombie even through tears. Now in shock I lay here my armored hand impaled through the waist of a young girl. As my head was foggy and swell. My radio is blinking. As I sit here thinking. How could I have become this thing? When I remember my calling and my blood starts to sing. The older mutant I hear him come up the stairs him sitting by a bedroom. There's a bear and I know darkness loom. But I get my feet moving as the man kicks open the door. He sees me the monster covered in his daughter's gore. I'm hit with many a fireball, at this time. But my armor super cools I feel nothing in this rhyme. I'm cold like the dead of night. My knife comes up it's not even a fight. I just take his ear it's like super speed. As I tell him any more of that you'll feel my greed. 
The slab of meat hits the ground as my armor hiss. The man says you killed my daughter. A bullet is fired, it's now a complete slaughter. Irvine says don't toy with them from a distance. Not a zombie anymore looked like you needed assistance. Irvine monologue can't let him know about the last few years. Lie about where I've been, hiding my fears. I tuck the silver mask into my pocket, I killed our own men. Most were like us, no choice, but Death Martin wouldn't understand, I decided then. If he became like the rest, I'd end him, for now I put friendship to the test. Monologue and we've been summoned at Stigma's behest. A robe of shadow hung limply from a half-burned face. As Stigma sat pondering, a woman entered in a black dress of lace. She said the conclave has come along nicely, don't you agree? She looked over at me and continued as this he. The wild card that will affect destiny. Stigma sat his shadow almost alive seemed to consume all light within the room. As he suddenly stood Majoriette. This is indeed he who will bring about a new life to consume. Backlum City will be the start I have two of the six key players in place. He turned to face me empty black socketless eyes fixed as he moved with grace. The room itself was an oval like design. And depicted the final battle Cain versus Kine. The organ at the back of the room. Was surrounded by a thick shade of gloom. From outside the stained glass windows I could see many mounted turrets positioned. Was this to be the staging ground of some kind of war stigma had envisioned? Chapter 3 Red Eye Irvine Monlock, unlike Martin I activated three months prior, on a mission with a cyborg code named Red Eye I'd earned her ire. I watched her cut apart a pregnant woman to rip out the womb. She was left dying bleeding the baby died in seconds free from a corpse-like tomb. I felt appalled at the notion, unable to contain my emotion, whatever hold stigma had hold of me long gone at this point. I awoke myself again my last few memories haunting, and conjoined. I remembered the kindness of a stranger Martin, and so I swore one day I'd redeem my sin, even if I didn't think I could truly win. Stigma had an odd power I couldn't place it was like a haze. I was trapped in a dark room a machine like craze. I wasn't myself, and I had these memories wash over like a tidal wave from the sea. But I had no control it was like a hive mind forced into me. She sat putting her tools in the bag. I knew then, and then my rage would boil over I'd kill the hag. She said he always admired my work would you like a turn. She handed me the child so that I could light the flamethrower, and burn. My body jolted with disgust. The pipes like room ceiling burst with rust. At that moment I seized the chance to escape. Red eye just stared mouth agape. I had to kill her here, and now so I turned once more. Stigma would have me hunted I could not be more sure. So I lit up the gaseous room, and jumped through a nearby door. I covered the child from the flames though now my right arm burned. And raw. I found upon the ground a metallic fragment. This had become my destiny shrapnel I thought. A dark world I lament. I buried the child the next day. Its corpse intact I would go on to say. May you find peace in Asgaryu's grace. May the reborn and blessed dream shine light upon your face. Four lady in lace. Irvine had sat thinking to himself too well guarded. As his mouth's brown skin sweat. In the silver light the notion was discarded. His mane of dreadlocks hung back past goggles he wore over his head. Majoriette turned as she said no helmet surprised you're not dead. Majoriette turned her long black hair flowing in a wave. Lord Stigma continues to inform me the malcontents misbehave. What hope is there then for a city in ruin the villains keep killing? Her pale skin bore a frown as soft pallid lips were unwilling. She seemed not to notice what had been going on truly. Almost as if she controlled not her own creation as if Stigma was unruly. She spoke with a noble's grace. As up and down she did pace. Why do they not wear the collar? Why do they not simply come to us register what bother fools? Martin had sat his bald head. 
and sunken eyes staring at the floor as he spoke their breaking rules. He hoped for some justification, as Irvine Lancet sat back hiding his smile of elation. He thought to himself my friend is in there. Would it be too at least against a regime? That was unfair. Three months ago, Red Eye clawed a fleshless arm up through rubble her left eye glow. She spoke our traitor, her metallic frame in augmator, the kind of regenerating subsystem like that of Reboot. Gabriel as he was known Stigma's Archangel had give her this technological upgrade as loot. She continued perhaps I won't go back just yet. I have more experiments, and I'm hedging a bet. She pulled free her sniper rifle, and phase rounds, and she began a quest to gather info a pound by glorious pounds. Red Eye Monologue it was three years ago. Red Eye Monologue it was three years ago I lost my child believe me I was not thrilled. The mutants I hate them it wasn't the villain that got my daughter killed. The so-called heroes the one they called Genesis had zipped in to save the day. Fighting the time baron, and collateral damage we norms were just in the way. My daughter was in the park when it happened meteors crashed burning everything in sight. My daughter, my light wasn't evil and tell me we are not right. These things have too much power, and let that be said. When you quote them heroes and it's your family bled. Every time I kill one of these things I still hear her screams burning in anguish. I feel it every time I see one of those things languish. There's an odd serenity in taking on board their pain. I found Commander Gabriel, and to him I did explain. He said Vanessa I feel your righteous zeal, but we must inform Stigma see how many traitors need to feel our Zaphon steel. My flesh had slowly began to melt back into place. Beautiful blonde hair hung down my now skin toned face. I think back to what Genesis had said sometimes things happen to question. A hero not your place. The papers had covered it up. To disgrace a hero in the days with no police was considered a shame so most were corrupt. Ignoring Gabriel's orders red eye. Venessa had not pretended she slammed her fist into the wall. As she began walking on the outside of the cathedral's grand hall she said he won't be able to form if I kill him now fool. She reached for her rifle as blood like tears fell. She said I won't allow more innocents to die you can go to the etheric hell. After leaving the mansion of Lagris, which bore red banners to an old empire hung, Irvine had turned to Martin as a tale he strung. He told him the truth all of it the two looked at each other, sharing an intense look like two lover. Martin had said you betrayed Stigma you cannot be serious. He looked Irvine up and down like he was delirious. Irvine continued hey have you heard of the Guardian? Was serious. There was a long pause between the two it was continuous. Irvine almost in an angry roar said, If you'd heard what I heard seen what I saw. They're still human like us Martin I have to help them I don't have a choice he added more. Martin felt like he'd been losing his voice. As Irvine continued in tears man I shot the mother whose screams keep me up at night. Stigma is evil like me Martin that's not alright. Martin replied and what about me I killed that girl he stammered as fists curled. Irvine replied it's not the same it's different you had no control. Different world. Martin joined in crying as he said I still feel it that weight. You're right we have to stop this. This hate. I fought back the tears, as a hulking behemoth was led in. It was inside a Tesla cage it lay sulking. As the so-called doctors came to finish a so-called indestructible beast, Irvine's face bore an angry crease. I grabbed his arm and whispered not here. We need more firepower I felt something it was an odd sort of fear. Though for once it was not for myself you see I suppose it doesn't matter at this point. But we had began to move out of this joint. 
I grabbed an old hat from my house tormentors no longer. I said to Irvine we make for Hask he whom a bond we shared had grown stronger. The women of Hask were a warlike race. In the old histories it said without them the empire would have been laid to waste. Homeless littered the bridge to our destination. The empire was a continually working cog causing most frustration. Irvine had said glumly you know the saying if you don't work every day out here you're on the street. He looked at the man not with pity but his eyes could not hide what he saw as humanity's defeat. Chapter 6 Hask's War Maiden War Maiden had sat upon a stone dais-like throne. Hask Emerald Isles were her home. 